0: Boundaries really are an act of compassion for yourself and for other people, and that's what we really need to help doctors understand.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Doc Working, the whole physician podcast. We are so thrilled you're here, and I'm really excited for today's topic because we're talking about something that a lot of physicians know they'd like to get better at boundaries. But a lot of times physician clients will say, okay, I'm supposed to get better at boundaries, but how exactly do I do that? And what are some examples of that? And so I brought in one of the experts. She is a colleague, a fellow coach, and also she's a board certified pediatric orthopedic surgeon. She's had all kinds of leadership positions throughout her career. And now she owns a company called Medical Minds Consulting, where she helps coach physicians to their best life. She's also one of the leaders in our Thrive community for physicians and helps manage our online community there. And so Victoria, you and I've talked about this in online conversations before, and I just think it's so helpful for our physician listeners to get some more details about how the heck they create better boundaries. So I love some of the ways that you did that during the years that you were practicing full time. What did you find was one of the best things that you did that made a difference in terms of helping you have a boundary that was needed?
0: Thanks, Jill. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, first, what I'd like to say is that boundaries need reinforcements. Just like with a toddler, you have to keep setting that boundary when it keeps being violated or no one will respect it. And sometimes it's hard because you can feel like you're being mean setting a boundary. You can get feedback that you're difficult because you set a boundary. Like my staff used to think I was difficult, my partner was easy because they could shove anybody into his clinic and he would never complain. And I was very adamant about keeping to the boundaries that i set in clinic for the number of patients and the kind of appointments that they needed to have. So that's one way that I set and reinforced boundaries. Another way was when I was first in practice, when I had time off, whether it was the weekend off or vacations off, I would frequently get emails, I'd get pages, I'd get phone calls, And so what I eventually learned to do was to set an out-of-office email so that people would be aware I wasn't available, and I would set an out-of-office announcement in the EMR with who is covering for me this weekend or this week while I'm away so that it was very clear that I was not going to be available during those times.
1: I love that. My husband is not a physician, but he is a very busy lawyer. And he, for the longest time, would not do out of office emails when he was there because he was like, well, you know, I'll just get to the emails in the evening or when we're not doing our vacationy things. And I think it was an administrative assistant that gave him the feedback that it was confusing when somebody needed something really important from him and they'd email him and wonder why they weren't hearing back, like his normal response time. And that it was just much more clarifying for him to have that out of office response because they knew, oh, we need to look for that answer from somebody else. And so that changed his pattern of behavior, helped him relax a lot more when he was not working. And I think it was really helpful for those in the workforce where he was as well. And I think that's something that's really important. Some people are hesitant to do boundaries because they feel like it's kind of aggressively dividing themselves or they feel like it's kind of a battle thing. I'm protecting myself from somebody else's assault. And I always like to say boundaries don't have to be brick walls, right? Unless they need to be for safety and other reasons, but a lot of the time boundaries can be more like, you know, those white picket fences we see in Kentucky, when you go look at the horses and it's very clear what's your land and what is not your land. And it's clarified by a clear boundary. And so boundaries are not meant to divide as much as they are to clarify. And so I love both
0: of those practices. I think those are really good ideas. I think that's a really great point. And I think a lot of times physicians feel like they're being not nice by putting up these boundaries and that they really should be available at all times to everybody who needs them. And I understand that impulse, but the fact of the matter is when I set those boundaries in the EMR or in the email, my partners still knew how to get in touch with me. So if there really was some kind of question that was important and they couldn't answer, it wasn't that no one could reach me. It was that I made it a little more challenging so that only the really important stuff that needed to come to me would come to me. Another way that I did this was I had a separate phone that was my work phone. And yes, it cost a little bit more money, but it just allowed a little bit more of that separation where, you know, my partners had my real phone number, but the clinic staff, the emergency department, the hospital offices, they had the work phone. And so that allowed me, when I went on vacation, to leave the work phone at home. Again, I have my personal phone with me. People can absolutely reach me if it's an emergency, but I just made it a little bit harder by having that boundary. And then on weekends when I was off, same thing, the work phone stays in the car. I'm still available on the personal, but there's a separation. And the other thing that that does is, I know for a lot of physicians, okay, you know you're off, you know the ER knows you're off, and yet you're getting a phone call. And so there's this terrible guilt feeling if you don't answer it. Well, if the phone's in the car, I can't hear it. I don't know that it's happening. So I can go about my life. And again, if someone really needs to get in touch with me, that is still available.
1: Yeah, that's perfect. Because that's often what I hear from people is that if you don't put things in place like what you've talked about, then it requires superhuman resolve on your part to ignore it, or to not have an emotional response (laughs) to the fact that somebody is trying to get there, then I think it's just a good reminder for you that you need to take a step to just make that boundary clearer for your own peace of mind as well. And I had an example that came up with the physician client recently that will probably sound familiar to you as well, but a surgeon. And he is also kind of a a balance between clinical and research work. And during the time when he's working on research, his kind of ideal time to work is at night, like 11 to 2 a.m. was when a lot of the good stuff happened. And so the next morning, a lot of times after he would do that work, There was just a pattern where the overnight fellow resident would check in at like 6am, not because of an emergency, but just to kind of update him because that's when they had the time to do it. And the previous person in that position was a very early riser and kind of liked to hear that information right, you know, as he was finishing his workout. And so it was a little uncomfortable, right, to have the conversation to say, is there any chance you can call me at 7.30 or 8 a.m. instead of 6 a.m.? And everybody was like, yeah, no problem. It was just moving the boundary to a place that worked much better for the physical and emotional health of the surgeon to not have that sort of unnecessary sleep interruption. Of course, if there were more pertinent questions that needed to be asked, very much was used to having you know, his sleep disturbed. But when it was just like, oh, I'm just checking in, it was like, does this really have to happen at this time of the day?
0: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's often the question for physicians. Does this really have to happen right now? And I love the way he set up that boundary for two reasons. One, it made the situation work better for him. But the other thing he's doing is he's modeling for fellows and students that it is okay to change what's always been done so that it serves you better, so that you can be more effective in the work that you do and in how you need to organize your life. The other thing it kind of reminds me of is we've spoken very frequently about, you know, taking a pause between a stimulus that comes in, and you take a pause so that you can respond rather than react. And I think boundaries help us do that. And another way that I set a boundary of sorts is I had this one colleague who, whenever he was on call, he would always call me. And usually he wasn't calling me for advice. He wanted me to you know, come save him from whatever it was he was dealing with. And what I did with him is I put his name into my phone as don't and his last name. So that when he would call, instead of automatically answering it, I would take a pause like, am I able to be available as my best self right now? Or do I need to let this just go to voicemail and then check and see what the problem is? If it's like really critical, he definitely needs help. Okay, I'll jump in and take care of it. But if it's not really critical, it's one of those things he can take care of, but he's kind of being a little bit... Less than helpful about it, then it gives me that opportunity to again have a pause in there. So I'm not, you know, leaving being out to dinner with friends to go into the emergency room when I'm not on call. Yeah, that's excellent.
1: (laughs) Because that's part of the problem without having boundaries, is then we become that exploding doormat, right? You know, in this case, this person had a pattern of behavior where, you know, it's going to make people a little irritated. But in Mm -hmm. other cases, We don't have good boundaries with one subset of people, then often those closest to us, like our good friends and colleagues and family members, that it's safe to be our full emotional spectrum with, they'll just ask an innocent question or call us or text us, and then they get this kind of overreaction or triggered response because we're irritated (laughs) that somebody else has not left us alone or is somehow crossing a boundary that we may have not articulated. So I think that's a really good example of why having a boundary and helping us to be in that space where we're self-actualized, where we're kind of, you know, present in the moment and less likely to be reactive or dysregulated emotionally, we're likely to have a better experience with those communications and encounters that we have.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. In order to show up as our best selves, boundaries actually really help us they're not an example where we're being mean or even particularly stern. And it's also not an example where you're trying to create problems with the other person. What you don't want is to be exhausted, frustrated, and resentful. And as you said, take it out on the people who are closest to you, or even taking it out on the people that you work with who are in fact causing the frustration, but it's because you haven't been clear about where your boundary is and what your needs are.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Beautifully said. And I think that's really important. And I've been doing some research on resilience and some new emerging information and ideas and concepts and data around the idea of resilience. And it turns out people who have good boundaries tend to be more resilient. And the theory behind that is that if you are someone who doesn't tend to have good boundaries and tends to just wish that other people would do things differently than they do, and you just think if you try hard enough and are you know an A-plus enough student that they'll see how great you are, and then suddenly they will anticipate your needs and decide that they should create some boundaries or not overwork you or ask you to do things. And so when that doesn't happen because it hasn't been communicated, it starts to make people feel like they've lost control, right? Like I have no mm-hmm. agency in my life. I have no control, Mm -hmm. even though I'm doing really good work and I'm a great human being, they just keep overworking me. They just keep scheduling me. And at some point, resentment starts to build and that is burdensome and that contributes to burnout and to overwhelm. And so to understand, oh, for my long-term ability to answer this calling (laughs) as a physician to do really great work and serve in the world, boundaries help me do that more because it helps me to not feel so overwhelmed and to hold on to some of that agency.
0: Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. Boundaries really are an act of compassion for yourself and for other people. And that's what we really need to help doctors understand.
1: So much great information. I hope you guys bookmark this one and come back and listen to it when you find yourself feeling overwhelmed or like there aren't clear boundaries. Dr. Victoria Silas, surgeon, coach, you gave us so many good examples. Get an additional phone just for work if you find that that's a source where there's just way too much contamination of your time and people are encroaching upon things that you need to keep separate. Use those out-of-office emails and on EMR to make sure there's clarity about when you're available and you know when you're not. So many other just great suggestions in this conversation. So I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us about it. Well, it's been my pleasure to talk with you as always. Victoria and myself are around having these kind of conversations with physicians just like you all the time in our Doc Working Thrive Physician community, where she and I help facilitate group coaching. We have online community connections. We have courses. great information on leadership and communication. So we really hope that you'll go to docworking.com and check out our Thrive community. As always, it is great that you guys are with us here today, and we look forward to seeing you next time on Doc Working, The Whole Physician Podcast.
0: As a busy physician, you're managing a lot A lot of people depend on you, your patients, your colleagues and staff, your family. To get up every day and do all of the things that you do is an accomplishment. But when is the last time you stopped and thought about, where am I going with this? What would I like to see for myself in one year, in five years, in 10 years? What if you had a group of experienced coaches and a community of physicians there to support you, to help you figure out What matters to you, not just at this point in your life, but going forward this year, next year, indefinitely? What if you had that support to help you find the way to integrate what matters to you in your career with what matters to you outside of work? I'm Amanda Tarrin, producer of Doc Working, The Whole Physician Podcast. Thank you for being here please check us out at docworking.com and please don't forget to like and subscribe. Thank you for listening.